0: episode 49 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Photography Podcast, we've got on Curse of LK Photoshoots and so excited for this episode. I'm your host, Sean Brown, and thank you for tuning in to another episode or your first episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk Photography Podcast. So excited for this episode with you guys because in this episode, we're diving into everything from styling to how Kersey finds inspiration to how she got to be where she's at in her business today among some other things and just some really general great conversation and great advice if you have not already taken the time to leave a review over on iTunes we'd be very much appreciative of that helps us out and if you are tuning into this podcast it means it is likely because you have found some sort of value in what we have put out on the episode so far and so if you want to help other photographers also have inspirational takeaways or whatever else it is that you like about this podcast helps them find out about us a little bit. Kersey is a high school senior photographer who didn't always start that direction. She made a pivot early on in her business. She is based down in San Luis Obispo in California, kind of the, the slow area as we call it. And she says that she loves traveling, anything pink, macaroni and cheese, and that most days you'll find her in just some leggings and a messy bun. And one of the things about Kersey is that her style is very editorial, it's very natural, and it's what the seniors want this day and age and we dive into that a little bit in this interview with her where we talk about how if you're not necessarily evolving in your business and you're staying stagnant how that can potentially cause issues for you down the road and we talk a little bit about how we can help you break out of that mentality of staying in what i call the safe zone and breaking out into ultimately doing what is going to benefit your business more than you could ever imagine. So won't keep you too long with this intro. We'll cue the interview with Kersey of LK Photoshoots. You're not going to want to miss this one. We'll see you guys on the other end. so excited to have you on the Senior saga Real Talk Photography Podcast today. Welcome. How are you doing? I guess we're recording this after the long holiday weekend. So first of all, how was that? Are you recouping and all of that stuff? And then um, how are you doing in general?
1: Hi, Sean. I'm so happy to be here. I am doing good. I had a good 4th of July and yeah, not much recovery. <laughs> I'm ready to go.
0: I love it. So for those who don't know who you are, Kersey of LK Photoshoots, I already told you, I'm not even going to attempt to try and say your last name just because it's uh, a lot of letters together that my mouth doesn't move in the way to actually pronounce your last name correctly. So we're just going to say Kersey from LK Photoshoots. But for those who don't know who you are, give us a little bit about your background, uh, who you are, how you got started, just kind of how you got to be to where you are today, kind of that journey and path.
1: Okay, yeah. Well, first, I named my business something besides my name because I didn't want anybody uncomfortable uh, pronouncing it, just like you're saying. So, my name is Kiersey Kopalainen, but that's so complicated to spell. I figured no would no one would be able to, you know, get to my website if that was the website address. I just get that a lot. Like, oh, why isn't your um, business name your name? Because that's so popular, but. People just can't wrap their heads around that. (laughs) Um, But I got started with photography actually owning an online um, clothing boutique. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. I was right out of college and loved styling and clothing and, you know, putting together photo shoots. But back then I was like the creative director of everything, did not do the photography Um, it just became constant, a constant battle to find, um, you know, the photography style I wanted and it gets really expensive as we all know. So I, I picked up, um, like a Canon rebel (laughs) and then never went back because, um, from then I learned to shoot in auto and this was, I don't even know, like 15 years ago, probably. Um, and then people started asking me to take, you know, family pictures and senior pictures and pictures of their babies and their weddings. And um, I just kind of started saying yes, because I thought, well, why not? Like, I know how to, how to do this. And it just took off from there. But um, about three years in, I discovered I really, like, my passion was, you know, teenagers and young adults. And I really liked you know, the energy that they give in a photo shoot and how excited they are to have their photos taken and how they're willing to try anything and wear anything and um, just get, you know, funky. And I love that. So like seven years ago, I started specializing in only seniors. And it's been amazing.
0: That's awesome. So you kind of started like everyone else where Really, this wasn't something that you thought you were going to do forever. It wasn't like you woke up one day and was like, I want to be a photographer. You kind of fell into it from almost a place of necessity, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I had a, I have a bachelor's degree in business. And I never, like even all through college, I never thought like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. I, I knew I wanted to own a business, but I didn't know that this would be the business And yeah, I I literally just fell into it. They added my name to a list that they um, publish at our high school um, of like people that, you know, you could contact for your son or daughter's senior photos. And when I got started, I didn't even have a website or anything because I wasn't doing that. I was doing my boutique and I got like... 80 photo shoots in one summer or something just from people seeing like my boutiques Instagram. I was like, okay, I, I wasn't aware that senior photography had kind of evolved from like when I was a senior, you know, and had my elbows leaned on a pillar for senior pictures um, in a studio. So I just thought, Oh, you want me to take your senior pictures? Like I, you know, Oh, I don't do that. Like, you know, I didn't have a studio and wasn't interested in that, but then when I started looking into um, other senior photographers who were doing like the greatest and the best at the time, I thought, oh, okay, that's exactly what they want. They want like to look like a model and be outside and have different locations, which was exactly what I was doing with my business. So yeah, it literally kind of just fell into my lap in the beginning.
0: And that's so interesting to walk us through a little bit of that evolution because Going from, you know, not really understanding what senior photos is kind of from what you were saying, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, they are wanting a little bit more than like you said, from what you had kind of thought that senior photos was. Talk us through a little bit about that evolution and kind of how your experience, um, I guess, client side, styling side, all that stuff has kind of changed and, and improved or evolved over time.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, one reason that I did decide to specialize, because uh, after a few years, I got to the point where I thought, ooh, I should, you know, decorate my studio in a way that's like appealing to my clients. And then, oh, I want to give out, um, uh, you know, like a client welcome book. And then I started thinking, well, what am I going to do? Like, how do I decorate for like, babies, weddings, families, couples, seniors, like, what do I do? And then, you know, Oh, what I'm going to make like seven different guides and seven different, like, you know, welcome emails. And I was like, no, 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 (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to choose because I don't want to do all this work. And I want to provide like, you know, my clients with the best possible experience. So I did start researching. Um, one thing that was super helpful, when I started was my little brother was in high school. So I had such easy access to, um, you know, kids in high school and they were always over at my parents' house Ask I could ask them questions and say, Hey, you know, what social media are you on and what do you want for your senior pictures? And um, almost do like a live polling of those, you know, that age of kids, which was amazing. Now I can keep up with it, just asking my past seniors and current seniors and whatever, but that ended up being super helpful and they were always up to shoot for my portfolio. Um, but I do think as, I think the the reason that my client experience evolved is every time there was a misunderstanding, it, it's basically like, All of the not like bad, horrible, but just bad things that happen, I choose to take those opportunities and turn that into like improving my client experience. So every time they think, oh, you know, we have to come at a certain time before, even though I told them what time it started, but they thought hair and makeup wasn't included in that, then I'm like, okay, I need to write an email that's like, you know, here's the timeline. Or I don't know, just every, you know, all of the little hiccups along the way, um, I think is how you evolve your client experience, because you never know what people are understanding or what what they're misinterpreting, even though you think you have the instructions really clear. Um, so I just add pages to my guide or to my client inquiry or... Um, to my emails that they're getting prior to a session every time someone I feel like doesn't understand something I'm like oh I need to I need to clear that up and make that part of my client experience I just never want any of my clients to feel confused about anything I just want them to think it's a fun great experience and I told them exactly what to do from start to finish
0: totally when I think that that's such a important note too is as business owners, I think a lot of photographers kind of come into this and they say, I need to have everything together perfectly, all from the very start. And they don't come into it with the mindset that you came into it with and that I come into it with, which is just put it out there. You're going to learn. And over time, what you're going to do is you're going to revamp, you're going to refine that experience. And that's kind of exactly what you're saying, where it's like you couldn't have foreseen what was going to happen in certain circumstances. But because you were aware of it, that ultimately led into the client experience that you have today by refining, making sure that they got additional prep materials or areas that you may not have been as clear as you needed to with your clients. And then all of a sudden, you look back, you know, a few years ago, and you're like, Oh, my goodness, like, my client experience has completely changed.
1: Yes, absolutely. And there is no way that you can know any of that. So you, I, I agree. You just have to get started. Like I, I started right off, um, like day one of my photography business doing in-person sales, which I feel like is something that people always transition to. They start doing shoot and burn, but I was watching some classes online when I was like, okay, I'm getting into photography. And that's what that photographer was doing. So I was like, oh, that must be how you do it. I'm going to do that. But I didn't understand that clients thought it would be shoot and burn so in the first year of my business it was just a disaster because I'm holding these ordering sessions and you know trying to charge them 700 more dollars or whatever and they're thinking like oh I paid this session fee like where are my pictures and I was getting so mad but then I thought oh I guess they don't understand you know I'm not communicating that but it, it all just takes kind of trial and error, I think, to see what are they misunderstanding? What, do, what are they surprised about? What do they not know when they come? And then you add things into your contract and into your client materials.
0: 100%. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where you, you one of the things that you touched on there for a second, too, is that they came in with a certain set of expectations. And if we aren't if we aren't meeting them at their expectations and either A, educating them or B, setting our own expectations of kind of here's what we do. Here is what my process is. Here's how it kind of works with us. What they're going to do is they're going to come in with those assumptions that they have made because that's what we do as, as humans. We assume that everything is going to be exactly how we have experienced it before. We have the same. Preconceived notions heading in, and to, so, like you said, with the whole in-person sales thing, they were used to the photographers probably handing over a disc of images or a gallery download or something like that, and it was up to you to ultimately change that way of thinking and be like, "Yo, here we're we're not really doing that here at LK Photo Shoots. We're doing something a little bit different, a little bit better."
1: Yeah, a- absolutely.
0: Yeah. So walk us through Are you. So you mentioned you did eighty seniors your first year, are you sitting down with them and doing 80 ordering sessions all, I guess you have a little bit longer to shoot. I come from the Northwest. So it's like, you know, we got 13 weeks to do, uh, 45 to 50 seniors for me. You have a little bit more time being in California.
1: Yeah, we, we can shoot all year, but we do have yearbook deadlines. So our season basically is June through October. Um,
0: how are you doing 80 seniors Kirsten? like <laughs> that, that makes my head hurt
1: i don't do it anymore it was just okay. <laughs> just the first year I, I didn't even like i wasn't trying to market or anything it was just people um talking to their friends and like i said talking to my little brother i think he was like spreading the word to the whole school um and it just kind of happened and then from there i've cut it down now i only do like 30 to 40 but um yeah, I was having ordering sessions and shooting every single day for like 4 months and <laughs> What
0: was what was the point that you just said, "You know what, I've got to I've got to take a step back. Something has to change. This isn't this isn't necessarily sustainable for where I want my business to be at."
1: Um, I think it was when I started a couple years in adding um wardrobe um, I decided that the seniors, you know, that I wanted to photograph certain things and have certain options for them. And they weren't coming, you know, styled like I wanted them to be styled. Um, Cause that was like my passion from the beginning was putting together like, you know, photo sh- outfits and photo shoots that matched all of these crazy visions I have in my head. And I was expecting them to do that and then getting frustrated when they just like came in a short white dress. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, here we go again. But once I started adding, um, a closet and having, you know, wardrobe consultations, there was no way I could keep up with that number. So I'm still probably having maybe 80 appointments every summer because now I do ordering session, photo shoot and wardrobe Mm -hmm. consultation. But, um, people ask me this all the time. And the only, the only way I know how to answer this question that's like satisfying is I'm not married and I don't have kids. And that frees up a lot of time that I think people, um, are always thinking like, how is she managing that? Like my business is like, you know, it takes up all my time, which I love it. But, um, I think people don't, you know, they don't remember that phase in life, (laughs) like when they had so much time to spend doing what they wanted to do. So that is how I do it. I mean, I don't I don't have like other obligations as far as, you know, big time commitments.
0: Sure. Well, one of the things too, I mean, do you foresee that changing, I guess, because one of the ways I always look at things and kind of the way that I coach other photographers is, I always say don't necessarily build the business for where you're at today. Build the business for where you want to be three, four or five years from now. Do you do you have that inclination or or that pull or that drive to, you know, maybe have to reel it back at some point?
1: Uh, not so far. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Like if I wake up on a day that I don't have a photo shoot scheduled, I'm like, what am I going to do today? Like, I wish I was out shooting or if especially mm-hmm. if the weather's nice, I'm like. I will just put out a model call and be like, Hey, cause I have so many ideas and things I want to try and, um, you know, trying different lighting scenarios is so exciting for me. Like, I, no, I never, I mean, I, I don't know what would have to change, but I do know, um, you know, I have plans of how I could do that if I did have to shoot less, but I don't want to.
0: Sure. Sure. Talk to us a little bit about the styling because I'm on your Instagram right now and people are probably like, how in the heck does she style so beautifully and so perfectly? Where do you draw your inspiration from? Kind of what's your mentality and philosophy behind styling?
1: Okay, so we kind of have to break that down and we can talk about both, but not at the same time. So I to me, there's styling for like a senior shoot where it's actually their senior pictures. They're paying for senior pictures. They want to look a certain way. And then there's styling where I'm styling them and they get to look my way. Um, but let's start with the seniors. So, um, the interesting thing is they're very drawn to my Instagram. They book me because of my Instagram. But my Instagram is probably only 80% like actual senior sessions. Um, You know, they are seniors, but they're my past seniors when we shoot again and I style them and, you know, we're going for it. So um, they're attracted to that, you know, like being fully styled and kind of funky or whatever. But when it comes down to it at their wardrobe consultations, they always tone it way down. They, you know, they don't want to wear all the jewelry. Um, you know, they're not sure about wearing a hat. Uh, you know, could we just do my hair down and wavy? I mean, they they like to think that they would want to be fully styled, but they they don't, <laughs> which is totally mm-hmm. fine. And I actually understand that. Um, so, you know, for an actual senior, there's not a ton of styling that goes on. They, they are frequently dressed, you know, 90 to 100% from my style closet, but they are not wearing the outfits as I would style the outfits. Um, I just kind of encourage them to do whatever they normally do. You know, if you wear jewelry, then let's grab some jewelry. If you don't, then, you know, let's tone it down and maybe we'll try a few pictures with a hat and a few pictures without a hat type of thing. Um, so the styling is very basic, but I do know that the clients are always impressed with like the variety and like the offering of the styling, even though I don't feel like they take advantage of it really, um, but that's what brings them in the door, interestingly enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm always like, wait, you you booked me because of the outfits and now you want to wear that? But, mm-hmm. you know, what? It's yeah. I, want th- I want them to reflect their personality. So I always tell them, like, you know, I'll fully style the outfit and then we can just switch out things or remove things until you're comfortable wearing it. Um, so for styling, you know, on the flip side – Um, that's where you're able to just have fun and be inspired. So I am usually inspired by like, I, I don't know, it changes every time. But a lot of times I'll just see one, like one piece of the outfit. And I can already like envision the whole shoot, like I'll just be shopping at Target and see like, some patterned shorts and then I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be so cute with this and this and you know, I envision it here and then I can't get out of my head until I shoot it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so I do I love to look at Vogue, um, like really high fashion stuff just because um even though I don't go, you know, all the way into that, I do feel like they have different stuff. So any like high fashion brands and magazines Um, I try to stay away from Pinterest, although I do get makeup inspiration from Pinterest. I love that. Um, and then really just like colors and patterns. So I'll find something that has a pattern and then I love to pull a whole outfit in like the same color tones. Um, That's like one of my favorite styling things to do is like, you know, not have everything matchy matchy, but have everything in the same palette. And I do that with fabrics in like scarves or headbands or like, you know, patterned clothing. Um, But yeah, I'm all over the place. I don't even know at this point. I mean, I guess I could tell you outfit by outfit, you know, what I was inspired by. But
0: off the top of my
1: head, it's hard to say because it's so random.
0: No, and I know it's such a broad question, too. So you did an awesome job at tackling that Um, for the photographers who maybe think that they're like, you know, I would love to get some sort of style closet or start doing style consoles. I just want a little bit more of maybe an input or a push towards that direction that I ultimately am drawn to shoot. What advice do you give them kind of looking back from where you started and kind of how it's um, been incorporated into your business over the years?
1: So anybody that wants to start a style closet, I would definitely recommend um, talking to somebody that has a style closet. There's lots of senior photographers that do it. Um, One thing you have to be fully committed to is once you start doing it, you have to keep it up. You know, it's not just like a one time I'm going to go on this shopping spree you constantly have to buy new stuff and, you know, or figure out how to add pieces to mix and match what you have. Um, It does take a fair amount of time and like financial commitment. So um, one thing I always recommend to people, I get asked a lot, you know, Hey, I want to start a style closet is make sure that um, like the financial part of that is increasing your revenue. You don't just want to like, with your business currently, wherever you are, like start a style closet and assume that that's going to bring you more clients. You know, you really have to promote that as a feature and charge more for it. Um, and make sure that like the, you know, the extra burden that you're adding to your business is actually like bringing in more revenue for you. Totally. Um, and then as far as actually starting it, I would recommend starting, um, with the basics. I didn't, you know, I used to just buy like more simple things, um, and especially things that have like, luckily it's really popular right now, but elastic or smocking on the waist that way, like whether the girl's extra small or large, like it fits them. Um, cause that. Expands your variety right off the bat of what you can offer people, and then um, you just kind of go from there. So, how I add to mine is if I have something that I've been wanting to shoot or an idea, then you know I'll get the outfit and then add it to the style closet after you know after I do the shoot. So now it's sort of out of control. I need like a warehouse, but (laughs) (laughs) it used to just be one, you know, one small rack of dresses. And I'm not going to lie, like, that was very appealing to people. Um, They would come, they came in right from the beginning saying, Oh, my gosh, like, now we don't have to buy these dresses that she's never going to wear again. And, you know, thank you so much for letting us borrow them. And I maybe had 40 things but i was promoting it as like you know borrow these free people dresses and mm-hmm. um people loved that now i feel like it's a little more just like expected like oh my gosh you know you're gonna have everything we could ever want but in the beginning it really wasn't you know they would find like one or two things to borrow and bring the rest from their closet and but they loved it
0: totally Outside of the style closet, how are you setting your brand apart and attracting your customers or clients?
1: Ooh, good question. Um, Okay, so one thing I do is I offer um, different crops on my images. And funny enough, this is something that everybody can do, but not everybody can comprehend it. I've even done like a whole interview on this and people had so many questions they don't understand. But, you know, you have to assume that the clients don't know anything about photography. And I found over the years that cropping was like a definite um like hiccup in the road for my clients. I got so many emails um uh, you know, asking, hey, you know, her head's getting cut off when I turn this into a five by seven. And um you know they just can't figure out ratios i mean can any of us <laughs> um but i i decided okay i'm just going to give them different ratios and different crops so i am not even kidding my clients think i am giving them like the world when i take you know the 40 images from a gallery and put them in horizontal square vertical. Like they absolutely love that when I tell people on the phone that they would have like three different options to print each picture. Um they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing." So if, you know, if I wanted to print it to like match my older daughter, you know, horizontal and then I could print that same picture as vertical, like they don't quite understand that yeah, they could do that themselves, you know, without me giving them those files, but um that's that's been a huge selling point over the past couple of years is just making sure that everything is as simple as possible for the clients. Um and they the, the parents anyway love that. Um how I really set my business apart for the girls is my styled shoots. So once, you know, I tell them once they're a past client um, that's how that's where I do my model calls. So everybody wants to be a past client to get in on a styled shoot because I won't take girls that I haven't shot with before.
0: So walk us through back, so you do the crops. you're also doing in-person sales. So, how does that process look? Because if you're doing in-person sales with them, my assumption would be, well, if they need anything from you as the photographer, you're there to help them out without necessarily needing to provide the crops. Maybe, maybe your take on that is a little bit differently than kind of what I'm thinking. I'm just feeling like, I was like, Oh my goodness. Like Chrissy just creating extra work. Like I don't want to do that.
1: Well, it's not extra work. So, um, yeah, they are, they are there at their in-person sales, but, um, you know, 99% of my clients are opting to purchase like the digital images as well. You know, my collection that includes the digital images So in their head, I think they're thinking that they're going to be printing up a storm, even though through me, they're already getting, you know, a fair amount of products depending on what they choose. Um, So of course, I'm helping them through that portion of the situation. But, um, you know, then when they're like, oh, yeah, and later, we're going to print them for Christmas gifts and Mm -hmm. on and on, like to them, then that's the part where like, I'm not there. And they think, oh, my gosh. And, you know, I do think a lot of photographers just shoot vertical and that's it. So when the client says, like, oh, you know, can we have this picture horizontal? Like, no, you you know, you can't. Um, and, you know, but to to tell them, oh, yeah, you'll have all the pictures in horizontal and vertical and square. Like, that just blows their mind.
0: Interesting looking at your business, where do you and, and your I guess your life as well? Where do you kind of see your next steps that you're taking in your business journey, your life journey? Kind of where do you see yourself?
1: Oh, um, awesome. I love that question. So I am getting into uh, photographer education. Um, <clears throat> I, le- I want to start. Well, I am starting but I'm going to be hosting um, shooting conferences. So I know that there are a lot of photography conferences out there. um, But where I could kind of see myself doing it differently is um, I really want to get into like the educational part of just like styling and shooting and how you get, um, you know, from like the idea in your brain to like the final image, um, you know, not planning at this point to get into any like business or stuff like that, uh, marketing business, you know, there's so many aspects, but, um, I just kind of can't get out of my head. I was at, um, another photography conference and I love going to educational events, um, going to one later this year as well. Um, but, but, you know, we were in there and the speaker asked, you know, a whole room of like established photographers, like who was comfortable posing. And I shot my hand up because it's not a problem for me. And nobody else did. And I remember thinking, Oh, my gosh, you guys are all like, you know, established businesses, like, you know, flowing with clients and posting on Instagram, and like, you're not comfortable posing. And so, I do think that that's just something where um, people can, like, you can always be learning how to do it better. And I think that posing and styling is kind of what needs to evolve. You know, if you don't want to evolve how you do your accounting, that's not going to affect, you know, how many people are booking you every year. But if you need, A refresh, and you're like, wait a second, like seniors aren't attracted to my business anymore. I mean, that's probably why. It's just if your posing looks outdated, if your styling looks outdated, if you're not keeping things like fresh and new and up to what you know, 17 year olds want to be posting on, you know, their Instagram stories, then um, you have a problem. So I really want to focus on getting people comfortable with their posing and their directing, and then you can go from there into making it look how you want to look. You have to initially be comfortable enough. Otherwise, you know, you just end up doing the same things every time and never get out of that. So that's like, you know, my passionate topic and how that all, you know, goes together. And I want to start teaching that. Um, you know, my first one is this year, but um Yeah, I am so excited to offer that to everybody.
0: That touches on an interesting point. How do you get photographers out of the quote unquote safe zone where I think that a lot of that stagnation comes from the notion of it's worked before. Don't break it, you know, don't fix it if it ain't broke and or if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And a lot of photographers just say, you know what, I'm going to stay where I know it's safe what do you tell those photographers?
1: Yeah, you know, it it is really interesting. I think if, if that is what you think, you're not doing enough about, you know, and I know, Sean, you're big into this, obviously not referring to you. I think you're not doing your research on what teenagers want these days. Um, I think that that's a fairly safe assumption, um, you know, to moms or, you know, parents of the seniors. Yeah, they want the really classic poses. But if you don't evolve with like what the teenagers are thinking they want, you know, for their photo shoot, they'll stop booking you. They'll go to the next thing on the block, even if you're way better, even if your marketing's way better. Um, you know, even if, you know, their you know, one of their friends had you, if somebody else is doing like what they perceive as cool, um, you know, they'll, they'll jump ship over there, even if your business is super established, and, you know, your skills are way better, and your editing's way better, like, that's not what they're looking for. So um, I do think you have to be careful. And it is very interesting in talking to people, um, you know, you know, hosting events and talking to people and, you know, seeing, you know, they want to ask a lot about, oh, what am I going to learn? And, when I explain they're like, Oh, I don't need any help with that. And it's very interesting to me because I'm always thinking everybody can always, you know, learn a new thing. And one, if I go to like an educational event, and I hear one thing where I'm like, Oh, my gosh, I need to do that. That is so helpful. I'm pumped. Like it was worth every penny for me. And just you know, the whole thing where you think, yeah, I guess like, I'm fine with that. You know, I have my, my four poses that I do every time down. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's sustainable. Like it might be working for them. It's okay. It might even be okay for the next three to five years. But um, if you're wanting to go like long term with portrait photography, and especially for teenagers, I mean, you have to keep up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think that brings up an interesting concept, too, which is a lot of photographers come into educational events or online education or anything that they have invested in and for their business to move them forward. And what happens is they come in with the notion of I've already heard a version of this. I don't need to I don't need to listen. I can tune out. And I think that's one of the most dangerous things to do is put yourself in a position where you say, I already know it all and there's nothing for me to learn.
1: Absolutely. That's, you know, that's one of the things that I was like struggling with when I thought, you know, I really want to put on like a posing and styling event was I'm thinking, well, I'm also signed up for like educational events. Like I, you know, I kind of was thinking maybe I can't teach this until I'm like farther along. But then I thought, no, like, I can, you know, I can teach and I can also still be like learning and growing at the same time and that was a huge like breakthrough moment for me where I was like, no, I I can do both. I'm still going to be learning from other people and I'm going to be teaching what I know about posing and styling and you know, bringing in experts for all of that and you know, it can be at the same time we can all be learning and growing and you know, figuring it out with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Chris it's been amazing chatting with you. If you um first well, I'll give you a little prep time to think about this. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to someone in their business right now that you feel like let's say that you could rewind the clock three, five, ten years ago, and something that you wish that you had known. Back then, that you can leave and instill with another photographer, what would that be? But first, I'll give you a second to think about that. Where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? All that.
1: Okay. So, my Instagram is at LK Um That's probably like the best way to see my work and, you know, message me or whatever. I, I have a website, obviously, LKphotoshoots.com, but um, Instagram's the most updated. And yeah, I I love social media.
0: Awesome. And then what is that one piece of advice that you wish that you could give to those uh, those photographers who are maybe just starting or maybe just need a little kick in the butt to get them going on that on that direction that they know deep down that they want to go in.
1: It's funny, because the first thing that popped into my head is not anything that we've been talking about. But I'd love to say it was, you know, learn styling or whatever, just because that's what I'm passionate about. But um, to me, you've got to, you've got to figure out how to do your pricing, figure out, you know, how much to charge for things. Don't look at other other photographers' um you know pricing and then just copy that type of thing i think um a few years in when i figured that out like everything changed you know the the realization that i was getting all this money from people but like wasn't making any money i was like what um and i think the sooner that people can figure that out and start charging what they're worth and figuring out how to make a profit the better. Because obviously, photography is fun, and it's artistic. And yes, you can, you know, do fun shoots where you're not making money. But it's so important as a business owner, to like have your, you know, your finances looking healthy, and you understanding all of that. And things start to really prioritize themselves. You know, we were talking about, you know, earlier, how do I make time for all of that? and you know the reason that i choose to make time for all of these things is because i know exactly what i'm getting out of it and my you know it's matching up to my goals i think it's really hard to say yeah i'm going to shoot 90 seniors and then at the end of it you're like wait why is why do i only have this much from all of that work but when you figure out how to price yourself properly and charge properly and say no to jobs where you know you're that's not how it's happening for you. Um, you know, things start to change and you start to say, okay, like I want to work extra because I know what I'll be getting for it.
0: I love it. Kersey, thank you so much for being on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was so fun.
0: That wraps it up for this episode of the senior style guide, real talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook in the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us. And we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.